I know so many filmmakers here in New York who are doing such incredible things, people who are doing their own web series, their own features, their own shorts, and and I just thought, why can't we all work together and and make that happen? Um, and it, for me, the biggest thing was the networking thing. It was that I realized that I get almost every single one of my jobs from people I've worked with before, and so I thought, well, if I'm only working with, say, male cinematographers, then whenever I'm producing something or whenever someone asks me for a recommendation, I'm going to have a man who I either hire or recommend. And so I think that it would help to get more women working with other women so that we can recommend each other, we can hire each other. Welcome back to Nothing Shines Like Dirt, episode 45. I'm Leslie Shannon. And I'm Elise Siebert. We are sitting down today with the founders of the Women's Weekend Film Challenge, Tracy Sayer and Katrina Medoff. We discussed how they organized a film challenge in under two months. With 150 plus female filmmakers. Who created nine films in one weekend. Should should we? You were reclaiming it. I like that. Reclaiming it. I was going to say reclaiming the number forty five. You should skip it. Just like thirteen. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, should we skip it like they do in hotels? We totally could. And say we refuse so to you'll use be, this number. You might be 45, you might be 46. We'll just, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll figure that really out funny. when we get there. <laughs> oh my gosh. So why was it that you ladies decided to start this challenge? Wait, are we started? Oh, yes. oh wow. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was very natural. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was it that caused you to want to do it? I mean, I can imagine why, but I want to hear your reasonings why. So I think for me, it was just that I know so many filmmakers here in New York who are doing such incredible things, people who are doing their own web series, their own features, their own shorts. And and I just thought, why can't we all work together and and make that happen? Um, and it, for me, the biggest thing was the networking thing. It was that I realized that I get almost every single one of my jobs from people I've worked with before. And so I thought, well... If I'm only working with, say, male cinematographers, then whenever I'm producing something or whenever someone asks me for a recommendation, I'm going to have a man who I either hire or recommend. And so I think that it would help to get more women working with other women so that we can recommend each other, we can hire each other. And now everyone who's working on the challenge, if they need a, a composer or a gaffer or whatever, they can... Uh, they have a recommendation and they can hire a woman. Um, can you explain how the film challenge worked oh, just yeah. for our listeners? Like like how people signed up for it? Like what were the time requirements, the themes, all of, all of that fun stuff? So the idea is that it's a weekend long uh, film challenge where each of these teams is making a short film over the course of one weekend from writing it to shooting it to editing it and having a completed film and that we would give them a genre and an object that they had to work with right at the start of the challenge so that they couldn't work in advance. And we put together the teams. I think that was something that was really unique to what we did is that a lot of these 72-hour or 48-hour film challenges, 
you would sign up as a producer or a director and you would put together your own team and you would incur all the costs and you would make that happen. But because the networking and meeting new people was so important to us, that's why we decided we're going to put together the teams and we're going to sort of vet the people and make sure that everyone you know, is, is going to be great to work with and put the teams together so that people will be working with new people. Do you want to talk yeah, about so that? We put up an application form on, um, we started a Facebook group and we put up an application form and on that form it asked people um, to share their reel, their website, um, all the roles that they would, like the top five roles that they would want to do in order of preference. And then um, the locations that they had, the equipment that they had available, and why they wanted to do this challenge. And then we spent 10 very concentrated days just watching all of these reels, looking through the websites, making sure that every team, when we were placing a DP on a team, that, that if they didn't have equipment, that that team had um, a camera from someone else. If we were placing a, a woman with um, sound experience who didn't have microphones, someone else on the team had to have that. Had to have that. Um, so it was about 10 days concentrated time placing, making nine crews, and each of them had between 10 and 15 women on them covering uh, wow. all the Wow, how, how many applications did you receive? So, uh, originally, we had 120 by our application deadline. And then after that, after we placed the teams together, we almost every single person confirmed their roles. We were able to give every single person their first or second choice role, which we were really proud of. And yeah. <laughs> that's a lot hard. of work. And we really did have hard. some people drop out for various reasons. And then we had a lot of legwork then reaching out to people who had not signed up originally. So I think that we reached out to every woman in sound in the entire city of New York um, <laughs> in order to yeah. in order to fill some of those roles as people dropped out. And in, in the end, we had 160 um, plus women working on this. And that's not even... Um, and this is your first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This That's is incredible. first time. Incredible. Yeah. And, and Katrina posted about this this idea on um, NYC Women Filmmakers at the end of November. And we put up the application form December 8th, I think. I think it was due December 8th, even. Yeah. Yeah. We met December 5th to come up with the rules, put it on the Facebook group. Had I think the deadline was December 10th, actually. Well, maybe it was Something somewhere like around that. there. <laughs> it was a really fast turnover. And then we got all the, and then we had 10 days to make the groups. And then it was during the holidays. It was between like December 20th and January 2nd, where mostly Katrina was reaching out to the sound women and uh, gaffers. And I had to be like, Katrina, it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> you don't have to do this now. Take a break. Like, things will work out. So it was yeah, like, that's I mean, incredible how fast it came together. Like it yeah. was, it was really fast. That's one of the things I was kind of amazed about. I was one of those women who ended up doing sound that has never done sound um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because um, because there's such a need for it. So all of you women that are listening that yes. do sound. Get in contact with these awesome ladies so that you can be a part of their challenge next time. Um, sound and and lighting, right? Those yeah. are the two things that were the hardest to find. Mm-hmm. And do yeah. you want to talk about the mentorship thing that we are considering? Yeah. Well, one thing that we'd really like to do because once we realize that there are so few women working in sound, 
is that we want to make some sort of change with this. And I was talking to Laura Cunningham, who was the sound person on my team. I actually participated as an actor because I couldn't organize this and not participate. But Laura was the sound person on my team, and she's really professional and done so much. And I was talking to her, and I was saying, I really feel like it's maybe between 2 and 5% of people working in sound are women. She's like, yeah, maybe even less. So I was thinking, like, how do we make some sort of difference in this world. And we were thinking, what if we got college students to apply to be mentored on set and be just shadowing one of the professional sound people? And then we not only have kind of another benefit for the women working in sound who are volunteering their time and they get to sort of be mentors. And then maybe we make a difference in getting more women into this field and spreading that knowledge around a little bit. That sounds wonderful. That's incredible. Because a lot of, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know why. Like that's so interesting that sound and lighting is is draws more men than women. You know mm. because it. I feel like there are just as many women interested in. You know, a lot of sound people I know like got into it through music. Mm. And there's just as many women interested in music. Yeah. Um, and I'm not. I don't know about gaffing. You know, but I feel like a lot of the women cinematographers I know are so knowledgeable about lighting too. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. so it's not like there's a lack of um, talent there. It's just finding more interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I know that my, my husband, when he used to um, uh, manage a recording studio, um, anytime they had a female applicant for an internship, he's like, we have to, we have to hire her. We need to do this because we need more women in the studio. Um, and that was like something actively that he tried to do for every time they had a female applicant. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's important. Um, you need that balance and everything needs that balance. Mm -hmm. Like the world is a better place when things are more equal, at least in my opinion. I wonder how (laughs) the unions have affected this over the years too, because I was just listening to, um, a talk back. It was a Sundance panel and they were talking about how when film started out, there were more women involved. Like the statistics were crazy. There were like when, mm-hmm. you know, the, when the talkies came out, most of the directors were women mm-hmm. and how that changed over the years. And, and I wonder, you know, like the unions are so hard to get into and, you know, the great thing about what you're doing is it is all about who, you know, and you do hire people you've worked with cause you can mm-hmm. trust them, you know how they work. So it'd be really interesting, those two particular industries in film, like what's the history there? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but as to far see. As I know, and I'm not an expert in sound in any way, shape, or form, but as far as I could gather from the people that I talked to, it's such a huge startup cost. You're spending thousands and thousands of dollars to just get the equipment. And it's kind of a boys club too. So if you can't really be just spending these thousands of dollars to get equipment that you don't even really know what to how to use yet, it's kind of like what comes first, right? Like, do you either get your experience first, but you can't be hired without the equipment? Or do you get the equipment first, but then are you going to get jobs? Right. It is a really expensive um, thing to participate in, which I have said to my husband many times. <laughs> I'm like, do we need this new piece of equipment? He's like, yes, we do need it. <laughs> but it is. That's a really interesting, it's a really interesting take on why there are less women in it. Cause well, I wouldn't think about that, but that makes perfect sense. That's great. That's your mentorship idea is such a great idea to get people comfortable with the equipment mm-hmm. so that they can see it as even a possibility as an investment, you know? And I feel like 
you would work a lot as a sound person. Like, I feel like that's always the thing for no, like nine crews that would hire (laughs) (laughs) any woman in sound right now. So they're looking. It would be a good way as, you know, even if you're more interested eventually in directing or doing something else, but to, to have that skill to just be on set, to, to learn like as a young filmmaker. Absolutely. So what were some of the things that you learned from doing this? Mm. I think one of the things I learned as an organizer is that you can always find new people. You can always replace people. And I think if you're a producer, it can seem very stressful if you say lose a location or lose one of your crew members or something like that at the last minute. But I feel like now I'm like, okay, you can always find someone else. You can always find another location or you can always, you know, you can always make it work. I learned that you can't make everyone happy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) When we were first setting up the rules for this, um, we got the advice that we shouldn't allow SAG actors for this first round because there was just so many hurdles that we had that we had um, at this first round and we didn't understand all the legalities behind it and uh, we just wanted to avoid as much paperwork and um, union. uh, Which is something that union particular needs to kind of figure out, you know? Yeah, and also like Katrina had the wonderful idea that um, because if a SAG actress can't act, she can try another role. Yes. And we did have a lot of actresses. Uh, we had one woman who was a SAG actress who couldn't act, but she ended up uh, composing, and she talked about how much she loved that opportunity. Um, but also, like, just reading the surveys now, like, there are a lot of things that um, what one what one woman loved about the project, another woman hated about the project. And so if we just went into this trying to predict what people won't like, what people will love, like it just won't happen. So you have to under, you have to like recognize what's important to you, what are the deal breakers and stick to them and not take too many concerns at hand. I think that's true for um, creating film in general, right? Mm. Like you're not going to, not everyone's going to love your film or story mm. or whatever. And, and if you, if you're staying true to your values and what you like, you know, there's, a, there's a place for it. So that's, that's such a good thing to remember for life too. <laughs> and I think in particular, like me, this is my own personal experience, but I feel like that's something that's a little harder for women to swallow, Definitely. not being able to, to please everyone. Mm-hmm. Cause it's kind of something that society, I feel, I feel pushes on you. It's like, oh, well, what your needs don't matter as much. Everyone else's do. Um, And it's what we get rewarded for too. We do. Yeah. That's what we got complimented on the most. Like, oh, I felt like so hurt. I felt um, Mm. everything was taken care of. This was very a nurturing, supportive environment. So then it's hard to like hear that and then think in the back of your mind, I am not making other people feel this way. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're, you're so right. (laughs) But you guys brought together like over a hundred artists to collaborate in a short amount of time, which, you know, I think that's, what's great is it kind of takes the perfectionism out of it. So, you know, when you're, when you're writing a project, you could write it for years and years and years Mm -hmm. to get it right. You know, same thing with editing a film. It can take a year or more to edit it, to like find it, but it's kind of like that, that, 
kind of those boundaries like help create foster creativity even more it's Mm -hmm. like this is your time limit here's your theme and go and just make something which I think is really cool how'd you guys come up with the themes for stuff like so we just created a list of genres and kind of went back and forth in terms of which ones we thought would be fun for people to get as Mm -hmm. as challenges we had nine different genres that we pulled out of the hat on Facebook live at Thursday at 6 p.m., which was the start of the challenge. And we didn't know which group was going to get which genre until then. And then and before that challenge, you were like, I just don't want film noir. And then, of course, your team got film noir. <laughs> I know. I didn't want mockumentary, and I didn't want film noir. And then I pulled out mockumentary for the first group, and I was like, oh, good. We don't have that. And then and then for my group, we pulled out film noir, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> that was the perfect genre. But it was great. Yeah, yeah. our writers... I was like, you know what? I don't have to write it. I just show up and they have a great script, right? The writers came up with such a great thing that Thursday night for us to start shooting on Friday. So yeah, it ended up being a blessing that we got that genre. Yeah. We talked a lot about like which genres would be too challenging, like musical. Um, We decided against Western. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that was ever on the table. (laughs) Well, apparently it was in Tracy's mind. Tracy Tracy was like, "Um, that was my first thought was Western, but I'm like, how are we going to get the horses? People did some really creative things with the genres that they're given because we had one that was action adventure and you know, obviously you can't do something high budget here. And the team that had action adventure ended up doing this cooking challenge sort of thing where these two women were in the kitchen and they were, you know, throwing food at each other and like diving around each other with the oven and all this kind of stuff. So it was like a Competing to make the best shukshuka. Yeah, it was just a fun way to do it. And it was also like a very artful response to the genre too, like the way that they used lighting and editing and Mm -hmm. the music. It was... They created the action through those mediums. So one thing that we did um, to give people an idea who are listening and weren't part of this, we had the actual challenge was um, Thursday the 18th at 6 p.m. through midnight on Sunday the 21st. And then less than a week later on Friday the 26th, we had a screening for all the participants. And um, that was, you know, that was a fast turnaround. And we had, it was just crazy though, because we walked into this room And I just felt like it was so magical to see all these women just reuniting with their teams and meeting each other on the other teams. And everyone was just already such fast friends. And that was the exact kind of thing that we wanted to create with this. Like, it's something that you can't get in a regular networking type evening, right? If If I meet you and I hand you my business card and you hand me my business card and we have like a good conversation, that's one thing. But if you actually work with someone on a film, you're going to remember them, you're going to hire them again, you're going to really understand what it's like to work with them in a way that you can't get from just shaking someone's hand and, you know, trying to sell yourself to somebody. And you're absolutely right of like you, jobs get you more work down the road. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like 95% of my jobs come from because I worked with somebody previously or somebody Absolutely. recommended yeah. me. <laughs> like, and walking into the screening on Friday, it was like walking into a family reunion. Mm. Like I've never seen so many hugs. <laughs> like so all sweet. the teams sat together. There were a bunch of selfies. It was really cute. And like, it was It was magical. so beautiful as someone who participated in the challenge. It was so beautiful to sit in a room and look around me. And like, literally I like, I mean, I'm an emotional person anyways, but um, <laughs> I like got like, teared up because just looking around and seeing a room full of women that just made all of these films is 
all like all women. It was just such a different and and magical thing. I tear mm-hmm. up when I look at the Instagram account for <laughs> the Women's Week in Film Challenge. It's just like so amazing seeing so many women in all those roles and you don't get to see that normally. You don't, not at all. Um, what, uh, what was your favorite part and your least favorite part about doing this? Yeah. <laughs> I always love to ask this. Good go first. <laughs> no, you go first. She's like, no. <laughs> okay, it's going to be really hard for me to pick a favorite. Favorites. Part. Um, I, I mean, it was really amazing being in the screening and just sitting there. Tracy and I had watched the films like at midnight when they came in, on, you know, midnight on Sunday. We stayed up to watch them, which that in itself was really incredible because it was like, oh, my God, like the fact that these all exist now because of this challenge was incredible. But then when we were sitting there and listening to this whole room full of women laugh and react and, you know, gasp and stuff when, when these films were on the screen was just crazy. Like everyone was enjoying them so much. Everyone was so engaged and it was just, it was so cool just to think that, you know, on, I think it was like November 27th that I made the original post gauging interest. And I was like, you know, maybe we can put two teams together. <laughs> you know, I didn't know how many people would want to do this. And then less than two months later, we had nine completed films. And that was just crazy to me. Is there a place that people can watch these films yet? Or have you figured that out? I know. I mean, this yeah. is happening so fast. Not no, yet. because once you put them online, you can't really submit them to film festivals. They become ineligible for them. And we really want the films to have a life after this. So one of the things that we've been working on is getting free waiver codes to a lot of film festivals. So a lot of film festivals, once they hear what we're doing, are excited about that. And they're willing to give us free submissions for these nine films. So we want to take away part of that financial barrier as well. What's, what um, was your favorite part? My favorite part was working with you, Katrina. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm being sincere because um, I, I'm a go-getter and I like to start my own. I started my own business and I normally um, just like power through and do everything on my own. And it was so nice working with someone who's so motivated, who has like a similar work ethic and like to start something with your friend and end with a friend. Yeah. <laughs> it was really special That's, to me. Yeah. Thanks, Tracy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I loved I, working with you too. <laughs> I mean, we worked together really seamlessly, which was really nice. Yeah. And that doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people, I think that's really cute too, how you said you started as friends and you ended as friends. <laughs> um, because, I mean, anytime you work with someone, you can you learn a lot about them in a different light than what you might pay attention to for someone as a friend. And mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it makes a big difference. Elise and I like each other and, and that's good, I think. <laughs> yeah, we've been working <laughs> together for a few years. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so what was some what were some of the hardest obstacles that you guys encountered with the challenge? Um, now going into the next challenge, I know like we have to be much more clear about, um, deliveries, like how the files should be labeled and, uh, the standards for, uh, the sizes and everything like that was, I was not expecting when we said like high resolution files due on this date. I didn't expect that to be to like, I didn't realize how little I knew at that point. I was just like, hi, res, yeah, send it in. And then I got all these questions and I didn't know the answers to it. And it was, Mm -hmm. and then people were sending us files that would take like four hours to download. Um, So now, like going into it, 
uh, for the next challenge, I'm going to say like, deliver the behind the scenes photos labeled this way, deliver the files this way. And yeah, yeah those are big yeah. files, yeah. <laughs> a lot of and, stuff and nine, nine different projects. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, I guess it was hard when we were juggling when people would end up having to drop out for whatever reason, wh- whether it was um, that they got some opportunity or what have you. But, you know, like the night that the challenge started, one of the um, sound people from one of the teams was in the hospital and we had to deal with that. Or like the the horror team's makeup person dropped out and they wanted special effects makeup. So, you know, we had to sort of be dealing with those things as they came up. Um, so I think, you know, I think that was definitely a challenge. Yeah. What about budget? Like, did... How did that work? Because I know people were donating their time. Like, did did you did you see people put money in, or was it just like, here's what we have at our house for costumes and props and like locations? Because sometimes locations can cost money. Like, so we had, um, as Tracy was sort of explaining in terms of when they submitted their forms, they we asked people what potential locations do you have. So when we tried to put people on teams, we tried to have teams that at least had a couple potential locations and equipment on, on each team. But, you know, we, we talked a lot about what we wanted to give as the financial constraints, because we wanted to make sure that everyone would be able to participate and that it wouldn't be a financial barrier. And, you know, we're also very conscious of the fact that people were donating their time and equipment and energy and expertise and, and everything. And so to ask people to, to give a lot of money for that wasn't okay. So we, we came up with, um, people could give their teams $10 for food and up to $20 for equipment or, and other uh, miscellaneous yeah, mm-hmm. expenses that mm-hmm. came up. So the, the team leaders could ask for up to essentially $30 from each person. Um, but you know, it, it is hard when you do something like this because when you keep moving forward, when it goes to festivals or when you need to go into post-production or something, who who incurs those expenses. So that's why we're trying to get film festival waivers. That's why we would love at some point to be able to um, send film, you know, have the funds on our end to send films to a post house or, you know, we have all these dreams of what we would do with this challenge if we had more money on our end. I wonder if it. it's finding like um, a production company led by women or, or you know, to sponsor, to sponsor mm-hmm. and to, yeah, to become a part of it. Yeah, we would love that. So yeah, if so listening. if you guys are listening to, <laughs> we'll take Nova that too. production company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that because I think that's the hardest part is that people always want to make stuff, but equipment and money and time, you know. So, so again, it's nice that it's like, all right, if you sign up, he, here's what it is, and I can't imagine your guys' spreadsheets figuring out. <laughs> I just see like post-its and charts everywhere. And like, like that's, different colored, yeah, highlighted things. There were yeah. lots of colors. Lots of colors, lots of Google Sheets. Like, yeah. Which that, that makes me really happy on the inside. Um, but I can only imagine what that process was like for you guys. Because you said it took 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap balls. That's a lot. That is a lot. How is this challenge, like what did you take away from this challenge that that you're going to like take with you in your own work that you're pursuing um, in your writing or your acting or, or making work from here on out. Either one of you doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this, um, 
I'm I'm primarily a screenwriter, and uh, watching I got to visit the sets, and um, I've been like toying with the idea of directing eventually, and wondering how I would possibly do that. And for this first round, I I didn't want to be on any of the teams. I wanted to be on hand for putting out fires the weekend of, um, but going to all the sets and watching the directors, I was like, I want to do this. I'm going to do this next time. So that was um, a good motivation for me. That's great. Leslie said she was I also inspired thing, you know? to drive. I've, I've never thought about doing it, but seeing these women work, I had the same feeling. I was like, I can do this. Well, um, there's Eileen Brosh McKenna. Um, she posted, um, she's the co-creator of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and she wrote um, Devil Wears Prada. And she said that it was Sorcy Sor- Ronan. Is that how you say your name? Mm-hmm. Um, her Saoirse, like inertia. Saoirse. I remember just oh, from SNL. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Saoirse, like inertia. Like yeah. Said that um, when she saw Greta directing, that made her realize that she wanted to do that. And sometimes you just have to see something to know that that's what you want to be. Um, so Eileen Brosh McKenna started this um, hashtag female filmmaker Friday. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I remember seeing um, posts. Yeah. And yeah. the. Um, the idea is just to post pictures of women in film, particularly directors, so that other women that are interested in this can see what it looks like and see like, oh, that's what I want to be. Yeah. Sound and gaffers yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah one we person- have a whole social media campaign ready for this. It's great. <laughs> one person great. did come up to me um, after the screening because Tracy mentioned when we were at the screening you know, if you know any women in sound or lighting, definitely get them on board. And one of the women who was a writer on the challenge came up to me at the after party and she was like, you know, maybe I should go into sound. Mm -hmm. And that was cool. I mean, there were so many cool things at the after party, just people asking me for other people's contact information. Like they had seen someone's cinematography and wanted their info or, or I heard that one of the sound people was already hired on someone else's project or things like that, that were, that's exactly what we want. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and we did this thing at the, um, at the screening where I asked everyone to raise their hand if they ever created their own work and almost everyone raised their hand. And then I asked, raise your hand if you know someone who's creating their own work and every single person raised their hand. And I was like, we have hiring power. You know, we can hire each other. We can make a difference that way because I really do think that work begets work and that the more times, I mean, that's kind of what makes it harder for women getting into the industry, right? Like if men are getting jobs from the get-go, then they're, they're who is going to be recommended or hired by these same people in the future. But the more work that we create for women, the more work they're going to get from it. Um, and I think, I think once people see the footage that we have from this project, you know, sometimes we were asking some of these festivals for waivers and they're like, are these like student projects? Mm -hmm. And you know, we're like, no, these are professional. But once you look at these films, they look like they cost so much money to make things. They look so nice. It looks like we spent, you know, so much money on them. And, and I hope people, once they actually see, you know, a real cut together of these films that they really want to get on board because they know that this challenge creates really good work. I will say that when I was at the screening, um, and watching that, I was not not surprised, but it was just so awesome to me how funny so many of them mm-hmm. were too. Because I mean, there were some serious stuff, but it's it's just I think people think of women and they think of like oh this like 
drama aspect of things, but so many things were so, so funny. funny. <laughs> I laughed so hard. The um the one that uh, used the women's march, I was oh, yeah. just like, I can't do this. They could write <laughs> for Broad City, those yeah. women. Oh, no doubt. And I maybe they maybe they should. <laughs> so I know that um, you guys sent out um, surveys and feedback and stuff. How's that experience been um, reading all of that? Because I know that that's such a beneficial thing to do, but it also is hard. <laughs> yeah. To hear people's <laughs> complaints. Tracy created the login information for the survey that was the one where um, people are giving the the more constructive feedback. So I'm not actually logged in on that and I haven't seen those yet. Right. I've only seen the ones where people are giving the testimonials and the positive <laughs> stuff. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so, so for me, it's been great. Um, <laughs> you guys should just switch those logins for just a little while so that you can both feel both sides of the spectrum. Um, but no, I'm joking. Uh, how about you? What's it been like reading through everything? Because I, I mean, mm. it's the it's what you should do, but it doesn't mean that it's not, that it's easy. Yeah. Um, one of the things that was surprising for me was, um, someone said that they loved seeing all the parts of production in one weekend, which I didn't even think about. Like normally when you're on set, um, for, for most films, it, it draws out over months. And so this was an, a chance for a writer to also be on set as a script supervisor. And then some of them were helping with editing. So a lot of the women were getting to see like all the roles and realize like, oh, maybe I... I'm interested in sound. Maybe I am interested in directing. Um, so that was something that I didn't realize would be a positive of the experience. Um, we made the survey anonymous. And so what's been really frustrating reading them is like there are things that are coming up where I'm like, oh, if I just knew who they were talking about, I could ask them the question. And like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, some of it is just out of our our hands where mm -hmm. do you guys want to go from here like how often do you want to host this yeah and what are your thoughts on yeah so that's something <clears throat> that we're forward. asking in the survey first of all is how often would you want to do something like this um i think we could do it you know some of these challenges happen all all the time which which we can't do and which would not make it quite as special but um we would love to also expand to other places. We've been talking about looking at LA and things like that, because I think that women in a lot of places could really benefit from something like this and would really enjoy it. And so that would be really cool to have that giant network of women created in multiple cities. And yeah, I mean, it, look, if we get fiscal sponsorships, if we get funding and partnerships, we will be able to do this way more often because the amount of hours that it took to pour into it, like we have jobs too, you know, we have to, but if we had funding for this, we could make this a much bigger thing. Yeah. We each spent about 200 hours I mean, we on this yeah. first challenge, all volunteered. Um, I, feel, I would say so. more. I don't know. I was going to say, I was like, I feel like it's probably more. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it was something where we, maybe that was like, it was just endless. It was yeah, every cause we day. Were, like when we were meeting, you could maybe like count up those hours where mm -hmm. we met together or we, but like it, we were all getting, um, all these questions from people constantly, you know, mm -hmm. we were getting like Facebook messages and emails and people we were reaching out to, we're getting back to Like it was kind of something that never stopped. And you guys were incredible about answering people 
because anytime, no, I mean, I know how hard that is. And there's a point where you have this like influx of emails and messages and everything where you're just like, I have to stop answering emails for like five (laughs) minutes so I can breathe or eat. Uh Um, But you, you ladies were both very responsive in getting back to people about their concerns and were very helpful when things did happen because they did, because that's just Mm -hmm. the nature of the world and film, especially, Um, you know. Yeah, yeah, I loved um, when I was meeting with a lot of the women from this challenge. They kept asking how many people were helping us. I was like, "What are you talking?" It's just, it's just Katrina the two and me. <laughs> You're like, "This what? is how we roll." This is just it's pretty it. incredible. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> what I, I mean, we could never have done this without. We had team leaders for all the teams, and we were able to outline for them like what their expectations were and they took on so so much of the work for their own teams and every team member did too I mean just that was my experience being on one of the teams everyone on our team was just like so down to help in whatever way they possibly could which was just incredible like our makeup artist was like I have a farm you could use if you want to shoot there. I can pick up some snacks. She even, um, we were originally just shooting Friday and Saturday, and then we needed to do one more scene on Sunday. And because it was one continuous evening of the, the film was over one continuous evening, our makeup had to match exactly. She came over her lunch break. She was doing another job that day, started at 5 a.m. that morning, came at 11, um, 11 a.m. to do our makeup, went back to her Act, you know her other job that day like people were so down to just help us in any way they could which just I don't know like wanted to you know put their best work out there and mm-hmm. wanted it to be you know like every I feel like everything that you can bring to the table just showing up you know is so important and sh- she'll probably be hired by everyone that oh, was on absolutely. your set because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know the loyalty and the dedication that's pretty cool mm-hmm. that's really cool what are, what else are you guys working on outside of the challenge like in your own yeah artistic t- endeavors um well I'm working on a few screenplays and hoping to get them produced eventually uh feature scripts and um, I also run an organization called Writers Work and so I teach writing classes in the evening I host retreats for writers, and um, yeah, that's that's my full time really job. Cool. Yeah. It sounds very full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, in the film world, work as an actor, writer, and producer. I have a web series that I'm doing all three of those roles on that we are aiming to shoot in March. So pretty soon, actually, um, it's going to be called Practical Tips, but I won't give away too much else right now. And I also am the editor-in-chief of Borough, which is a magazine about Astoria, Long Island City, and Sunnyside. So a couple of different things going on. I mean, you guys are, you know, not like you're busy or anything. Yeah, I know. It's not like you have anything else going on. If you want to get something done, ask a busy person to do it. Well, ask a busy woman to do it, I think, is the correct answer to that. I mean, that's, that's on point. (laughs) It's <laughs> really great. Well, it was so great to talk to yeah. you guys. And it's so impressed. Like this whole thing sounds wonderful. I hope to participate yeah, in one of the next ones. Thank yeah. you for having us on the show. Oh gosh, Absolutely. Can you guys, I know that you're in the process of um, getting a website together for, mm-hmm. um, for the challenge. Um, do you know what the name of, I don't know where you are with that process. Cause any sort of, um, public, um, like Anywhere publicity you're that online. we can give you yeah. online. We would so love to do that. We will have women's weekend film but that's not up yet. So you can follow us on Twitter at WW Film Challenge and on Instagram at Women's Weekend Film Challenge. 
And then we have our own websites. Mine is katrinamedoff.com. Mine is writerswork.org. Not .com, .org. .org, get it right. <laughs> the .com is in like Utah. Um, yeah, Utah. A little really far away. A little yeah. bit of a commute there. Yeah, someone was asking me about the writer's retreat in Utah. I was like, no. Wrong one. <laughs> not going. Wrong one. Uh-uh. .org. Even though that does um, sound nice. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> well, thank you guys again yes. for coming out. And thanks everybody for listening. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye. 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 <laughs> I can't believe how fast, I didn't realize you guys just started playing.